He's the host with the most. And this is The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. I certainly am, and it certainly is. Good morning. It is Edward Hayden with you and with you right through until 12 noon and hopefully... Now, good morning. Yes, indeed, it is the Saturday show. God, I had a little gremlin in the system there. Um, how are you all doing is the question. Are you all in good order? All is good with me. So uh, delighted to have you and have you with us right through uh, until 12 noon for our usual jam-packed Saturday show. Um, hope you're in good order. Isn't there an awful lot of things, Ashling, going on this week? We have Ash Wednesday, Pancake Tuesday and Valentine's Day in two days Jesus you, should, you could nearly put them all in the one card um, at this stage but um, lots going on for sure lots going on in this show as well Shirley Lanigan our resident gardening expert is coming up with us very shortly stop the world and let me off we're going to be joined by Declan Nurney and we're so delighted uh, to be joined by Declan Nurney and of course this is ahead of the dance the weekend away weekend that's coming um, it's a country dancing weekend in the Woodford Dolman Hotel uh, it's on all this weekend uh, Michael English Declan Nurney Jimmy Buckley and others so we're going to be chatting with Declan uh, a little bit later on this morning we have about 48 members of the cast and crew of the Gorn Panto Society are joining us here as well and we're going to be chatting with them about their upcoming uh, production of Snow White so we look forward to chatting with some of those a little bit later on uh, we're also going to be chatting with Rachel O'Dwyer and Rachel is a local Kilkenny lady and she's going to be telling us all about the tokens of the future of money and the age of the platform so we look forward to hearing all about that um very interesting isn't it we're uh, giving us a guide into nfts and web3 and crypto and daos and the whole lot so she's going to unravel all of those for us uh, this morning helena walsh kylie is coming in to us um from the moon Darig players they're going to tell us all about their upcoming production and we're going to be announcing the lead for this year's St. Patrick's Day Parade the Grand Marshal as they say now I was very lucky to uh, hold that honour last year for the St. Patrick's um, Day Parade and the St. Patrick's Day Festival of course and it was a real honour and it was a real wonderful day so we're going to be announcing um, the Grand Marshal of this year's parade uh, a little bit later on in the show so stay tuned for that we have that and lots more besides um, we're going to be chatting all things uh, on the Saturday show this morning so keep your texts coming in to us 083 306 9696 it's our dinnersready.ie contact line or of course you can telephone us on 1800 90 96 96 should you so desire now let's head over to the telephone line and we're joined on it by Shirley Lanigan Shirley good morning to you good morning Edward how are you Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm looking at it as a bit of a grey day, but I'm still good. I'm looking at the snowdrops. Snowdrops and daffodils. <laughs> this is my annual day to serenade you, Shirley, with the words of Dana Rosemary Scallon. <laughs> <laughs> you never miss an opportunity. Never, never, never. <laughs> and then in May we've got, is it Father Cannon? Someone, oh, yeah, Queen of the someone, Queen of the May. <laughs> Cannon Sidney McCune, yeah. <laughs> Well, you do know, Shirley, that Oscar Wilde said consistency is the refuge of the unimaginative. (laughs) 
Well, we'll ignore that. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, that being said, the snowdrops are uh, most bountiful in their presence at the minute, Shirley, aren't they? Oh, they really are. They really are. And Kilkenny is very envious because Kylo has probably one of the best snowdrop collections in the country up in Altamount. And all this month, no matter what you're doing, you can find one afternoon to go up and take a look at them. They're incredible. And they give guided tours every day as well. So there's no excuse for not going up. Altamount is beautiful at all times of the year, but I really love when the snowdrops are out. They're so, oh, they're just so perfect, magnificent little white flowers. And they have all of these different varieties, which to an Egypt like me now, I can, you know, I forget them. I'm shown this wonderful, fabulous, completely different to all the other snowdrop mm. varieties. And I think it's absolutely useful. And point it out to me tomorrow. And I'll know it's different, but for the life of me, I will not remember the name. I get them all mixed up, but they are all beautiful. Oh, well, listen, I think they're just fantastic. What I really like about them, Shirley, though, I mean, they look so delicate and they look as if one little flick would knock them over. But they're a lively, robust little flower, aren't they? They're incredible. They're, they never, they, you never see them lying flat on the ground. Crocuses would melt your head because look crooked at a crocus. Um, it's lying flat on the ground. You know, a breeze and it's lying flat on the ground. Whereas you could fire snow and frost and all sorts of things, probably boulders at that yeah. and, and they bounce back up. They're, they're just, they're perfect for this winter weather. They're, ab- they're in their element. They just, they don't like the warmth. They don't like the sun. They like it cold and wet and damp. Oh, there you have it. <laughs> they're about the only thing. Tell me, uh, rightly against your grain, Shirley Bush, uh, talk to me about snipping them and putting them in a bud vase in our bathrooms. Well, now, if you've got the ordinary Galanthus nivalis, which is the, the common snowdrop, you know, there was never something less common in its life than the common snowdrop. But if you have it, they multiply up like nobody's business. And so you can snip them and bring them in because you'll always, if you have them within a few years, you'll have loads. And snip one from here and there and you know, one from each clump and bring them in and you can put them in your bud vase in every room in the house. Every room you desire. And they last, though, inside for the few days, would they? Oh, they do, they do. So bring them in when they're, when they're tight buds. Okay. And they'll open up slowly <clears throat> until you see the whole inside of that lovely green and white. It's like an upside-down bell. It's beautiful. And bring in a bit of foliage to go with them as well. Of course. Shirley, can you move them? Because as you said, you know, in some places, in some gardens, you see them, they're almost like a carpet of snowdrops. But can you take up the clumps? And they do come in in nice kind of handful-sized clumps. Can you take up some of those and move them? And if so, how so? You absolutely can. So you wait until they're finished flowering. And when they finish flowering, you'll see they all have these... Uh, seed heads, green seed heads. They're sort of like eggs about the size of, oh, they'd be about the size of a butter bean. They're a big, big seed head for such a little flower. So when they're in seed, collect those seed heads and scatter them around and that'll start off loads of, loads of babies. But separately, dig up the clump and you basically, you wait until the flower is gone and they're well over and they're beginning to look a bit shook. Dig them up. And as you said, in, in a clump that fits in your hand, you could have anything up to about 40, 40 um, snowdrops. So what you do is you prise the clump apart very gently and replant them in twos and threes 
in the ground someplace else in the garden and that started you off again for next year and if you don't have any but you happen to have a friend who's got as you said a carpet of snowdrops uh, make a note in sort of around March to bring over a nice chocolate cake or a bottle of wine and ask them could would they like to do a swap for some snowdrops and then you'll be able to bring them home and set them up start start your own collection in your own garden Absolutely. Well, that answers the question of our texter who are actually our caller who rang to say uh, how beautiful, actually, she rang to say that she had a lot of snowdrops in her garden and wants to transfer them to their, her daughter's garden. And when is the best time? So you've answered that for her. So her daughter, what a lovely gift. And again, uh, a lovely memory as well to look out and see, um, you know, say, well, my mom gave me those or whatever. How lovely. Yeah, you never forget where you got your snowdrops. Mine actually, I've 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 supplied half the county and half Tipperary with snowdrops from the snowdrops in my garden when we arrived to live here. Oh, about 1995, I think, and the garden was completely overrun. But there were two things. There was one knot of snowdrops out at the front, and I lifted and divided them. And the whole garden here is now full of them, and half the people I know have them. And uh, I, 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 the ladies who lived here before me, I'll forever thank whichever of them it was that planted that clump because their their snowdrops are all over the country at this stage. How lovely. That's a lovely uh, message. Now, moving away from snowdrops for a moment, because we have a texture in hydrangea query quandary. Oh, no. Edward, no. ask Shirley about hydrangeas, like as if I've never done that before. Uh, but anyway, a different question. So um, interesting. Um, I have just deadheaded them. Is it too early? Also, they are in pots and stand in trays. Just heard they need water, but not to stand in trays. And our texture says, I need help. Well, uh, OK, given that you, you can't stick those flower heads <laughs> back on. So, so OK, that particular uh, listener this early, remember next year, wait until about March. Mm. But everybody else, wait until about March. Because what those, what the dead flower heads are doing is they're just acting as a slight buffer between the frost and the cold temperatures and the new buds that are coming out. So, given that those plants are in pots, if I was her or him, I would put them on a dolly and wheel them to some place in the garden, some place sheltered, so that they've just got that little bit of extra um, shelter between now and, 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 and when things warm up even further. I would also empty the, uh, empty the, um, empty the trays underneath. A good idea would be to stand the pots, not in the trays, but up on either stones or some sort of support so that the water all of the considerable rain that we're getting at the moment, you know, gets a chance to drain out of the bottom and you don't have the roots sitting in freezing cold water. Now, in the summer, when hydrangeas could get a bit stressed, in pots particularly, they should be back on their saucers then because no sooner will the saucer be full of rain than it will be sucked back up into the plant because as they are, they do like a bit of moisture. They just don't want to be standing in solid water though. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we understand what you mean. Uh, okay, and then uh, go go forth from there with them. Yes, yes. 
Uh, feed wants... them too. If they're in pots, feed them because you've got a finite amount of nourishment in a pot. And last year, the plant probably used up everything that there was in there. Uh, so you'll, in, in, at the beginning of spring, you'll be scraping the top few inches off the top of that compost and replacing it with um, farmyard manure or good, um, some sort of nice, um, maybe homemade compost. Farmyard manure is probably better. Check as well if they're in pots. Have they gotten too big? You could tip them out and see if the roots are really knotted and, and, and you can see huge amount of root. You need to put it into the next pot size pot up and you tease the roots out before you put them into the pot because otherwise they'll just keep growing around in the same circle. Absolutely. Phil wants to know, can you repeat what to do briefly with the snowdrop seeds? Uh, basically what I do is when, when you see them getting ripe, just put them off the plant. They'll come easily when they're ripe and just scatter them elsewhere in the garden. They'll take a bit longer to grow up to flowering than the uh, bulbs that you move around the garden. But they're very good at self-seeding. I find they self-seed into gravel very easily. So if you wanted to, you could make a very gritty compost mix, put it in pots and and, and put your little... um, Seed heads there, and that would be a very controlled way of doing it. The other way is easier. <laughs> um, we had a caller, as I told you, um, uh, looking to know about transferring snowdrops to her daughter's garden, but um, we she missed the answer because she was on the phone to Ashling. Would it be possible to repeat it, Shirley, just about how so, to transfer okay. the snowdrops? And I'm sure this will be of benefit to lots of people who didn't get it fully the first time. Okay, so the flowers are finishing off. The plants are beginning to look a bit ropey. They're beginning to, they've gotten, the foliage will have gotten much longer than it is now. It'll be, oh, it could be 30 centimetres high. And what you do is you take the fork or the spade and you get it in under and lift up a clump. And as I said, a clump that would fit into your hand could be anything up to about 50 snowdrops. So about two or three clumps is all you'll need to, to populate like a, a, the area of like a, a small front garden. You tease the, 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 the clump apart and replant them two or three in a planting hole. And one thing I forgot to say a minute ago was when you're planting them, you'll see the stalk that joins the bulb is white. So you make sure that all the white stalk is underground so that there's only green coming up. And that way you'll know you've planted it to the right depth. How lovely. And she can transfer all of those uh, in as well and have that bountiful supply um, always for her, uh, for her one daughter. Other, one other thing. Yeah. One other thing. When you plant them, they're going to look very miserable. The green, um, the green leaves will just be lying down on the ground looking very... Uh, but ignore that because uh, they'll die down, they'll turn yellow about a month or so after you've planted them. And next year, those bulbs will start off again. So don't be surprised when you plant them if, the, if, if all the foliage is looking pretty uh, shook and lying on the ground. That doesn't matter. The plant will, it was, it was getting ready to die down for the year anyway. It's like going out for the night. We never end up with what we start off with, Shirley, do we? Oh, Edward. <laughs> There's the fallacy. There's the fallacy broken. And on that note, we must leave it, Shirley. Good morning. <laughs> happy, good morning, everybody. Happy Pancake Tuesday. Happy Ash Wednesday. And happy Valentine's Day as well, Shirley, because they're all coming. I'll pick Pancake Tuesday. <laughs>
<laughs> I thought you might. Good morning, Shirley. Uh, Shirley Lanigan there, our resident gardening expert. A uh, couple of texts into us as well. Hi, Edward. I'd be grateful if you give this a wee plug. Lots of local talent. John Morton, Avian Murphy, Kevin Hughes. Um, featuring fantastic actors Geraldine Plunkett, Claire Monnelly and of course Gillian Grattan all involved. That's a short film fundraiser for Gaza. It's on this evening at the Concert Hall in Thomastown at 7pm and there's films made by Kilkenny Children and films made by Kilkenny Locals. So definitely well worth checking that out as well. There's a Valentine's Social at Michel Community Centre this evening, February the 10th and music is by Andy Ferry and there's teas served and the admission is uh, 10 euro. So check that out as well if you uh, would like. And our texter says, good morning, Edward, would you please wish our grandson, Daniel Scully, a very happy 10th birthday for yesterday. And that comes in from Nanny Rita and Granddad Paddy Casson. And thanks very much and delighted to do that for you as well. Anish thos sospiog aun vehemith rash thresh on sospiog fan an shah kainth quig Declan Arne. The Saturday Show on KCLOR with Edward Hayden. Brought to you by Lyrath with Love. Fall in love this Valentine's with an overnight stay, breakfast in bed, a couple's massage and use of thermal suite. For details, visit lyrath.com. KCLOR. KCLOR. Anish Edward Hayden with you and delighted to be so. 0833069696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line or of course you can telephone us on 1800 909696. Now I have a competition for you and the competition is with thanks to Brian Buckley and Declan Nurney. We have a pair of tickets to give away to tonight's country dancing weekend at the Woodford Dolman Hotel and of course this is running all weekend. You can dance the weekend away with Michael English, Declan Nurney, Jimmy Buckley and others. But um, tonight is the night for Declan and Declan Nurney sang a well-known song called Stop the World and Let Me. Was it A, off or was it B, go? Text me your answer to 0833069696 and you could be jiving tonight to the marquee in Drumlish. Declan Ernie, good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. How are things? I'm very good, Declan. Thanks so much for taking our call. No problem with the white world. Delighted and honoured to speak with you and your, your, your uh, fans. Declan, firstly, uh, before we get into tonight and the Woodford Dolman and all of that, we must congratulate you because most recently you were inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame on the Late Late Country Special. And for those of us, myself included, who were watching on the night, it was so obvious that you were absolutely shell-shocked by such, uh, by such an honour. Well, the two things about it, I, I, uh, I, I was very, very honoured about uh, the fact that, that I was being uh, honoured uh, in such a way. And uh, to be aligned up with such a far great, uh, in the entertainment scene, uh, that had gone before me, but the people who I most admired, and I was fans of each and every one of them, and they are the people who I owe, uh, I suppose, uh, this accolade for. And uh, it was, it, as I say, it was, it was something that I wasn't expecting, being honest about it. And yeah, it was something I wasn't really uh, expecting, and uh, it, it's, um, it's, it's great to get, I suppose, uh, recognition for 
what you've done over a lot of years. Absolutely. Well, listen, it was well deserved because your contribution to Irish and country music has been uh, vast and wide reaching. So you were uh, a well deserving recipient. Uh, Declan, bring us back to the start. How did the, the, the country music scene start for yourself? I, I mentioned there about the Marquee in Drumlish, you're the, the Leitrim chap. Well, you see, it, 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 at that particular time, when I was very late 60s and early 70s, uh, dancing, we say, it, it was in, in a very, very healthy place. It was the real mega of, of entertainment at the time. And uh, that's where people aspired to go for their entertainment. And uh, it was a huge, healthy scene. There were huge stars, I'd say, like Joe, Joe Dolan, Brendan Boyer, and... Uh, Big Tom were, were, were all at the height of their career at that time. And it was something that any young fellow in the country would, would love to emulate if he was uh, in that position or, or like that sort of music and all of that. And that's where, where I got the bug from. And uh, each year, in every village in Ireland would have had a, a marquee festival or a, what they call a carnival. And... Uh, a very simple affair. It would arrive with, it with this tent upon a lorry and it would be set up within a day or two with local people and, uh, you know, health and safety just wasn't as, uh, I suppose, it wasn't as big an issue then that time there is now. And uh, these big, huge stars would come to the village and, and uh, perform. And everybody in the whole locality would get a chance to to, to see them and that's what, what the great excitement and razzmatazz about it all was. So I was one of those people who uh, admired all of this and uh, uh, wanted to emulate it and that's what happened. Well listen, emulation is to, to great success and you have played all over Ireland and indeed all over the world, uh, Declan. Your your uh, talents have brought you to far-flung uh, places for sure. But people will be well familiar with your uh, hooli in the sun so they can all hooli with you. You go on uh, you go on a nice jolly up um, every uh, every September. Every September, where well, you see it, it uh, evolved in the same we say from that show bandier and all of that. It evolved then where the where the ballrooms, I suppose, they all the big drum kings like you had in them in uh, Tipperary and all those great ballrooms mm. round about in Spain and Charlo and all. Uh, they all, you know, they they, they had a, they had a, a span, I suppose, and it came to a, an end, and then it went into hotel rooms, and it evolved then from that. Then we, we thought that maybe. Uh, if, if, if we, you know, people would often say, "Well, we were on holidays, we had a great time, but entertainment-wise, there wasn't very much happening." So, we also, I, I just thought to myself, "Look, if we if we bring the, the Muhammad to the mountain or the other way around, maybe uh, we could uh, get entertainment maybe going upon a different level abroad uh, in Spain." And uh, we, we uh, advertise it as such and hope for the best and. 20 years ago, I, I started the Holy in the Sun, and this is the 20th anniversary of it. And a lot of chaps have uh, copied that style of, of uh, entertainment since, and uh, there's quite an amount of trips to the sun now as well. So uh, it's nice to have had maybe be the instigator of starting all that. Absolutely, for sure. And of course, you have the nationwide concert tour coming up in March as well. But for those that are um, in our area here of Carlo and Kilkenny and the bordering counties, they can have the opportunity to see you tonight in the Woodford Dolman Hotel as a big double bill. There's four hours of dancing along with uh, Jimmy Buckley and his band. You're looking forward to it, Declan, no doubt. 
I do because we, you you get to see we get first of all to see the the other band whoever you're performing with and uh, a quite an amount of people go to these weekends now and maybe they don't go out on a regular basis of a Friday Saturday and Sunday night in general so they will wait until those something maybe special of a weekend is around and they go through all of that and you meet and see a lot of people that maybe haven't met in a long long time that maybe used to come to see us in the Rood Glen or used to come to see us in I Jerry saw you in the Rood Glen myself a long number of years ago well good <laughs> yeah and uh, a great venue and uh, a, a powerful um, dance floor in this and but yeah, I can tell you it'd be like you'd imagine that you were, you were watching them on a, one of those world class skaters going around that floor the way they can they can trim the boards and that there yeah Great. And there's the jiving competition tonight as well. But I mean, jiving has really taken off, hasn't it? I mean, you'd see, like, as I'd call them, the professional ones. But even uh, those that are kind of going, everyone is well able now to do the jiving and the slosh and the taxi and all of these sort of uh, dancing. Dancing has become hugely popular for these uh, dancing weekends and dancing gigs, hasn't it, Declan? It has, and and the youngsters now have taken the jiving to another level and they have... uh, Added in various other little moves and uh, things, and then you have great dance instructors there as well uh, that's going around teaching all of this here. And um, the other side of it is you're never alone as a dance anymore. You know, fellas and girls that say, "Ah, oh, we went to the dance, but there was nobody to dance with, and nobody asked us to dance, or nobody would dance with it." Now you can get out on the floor there, and you have your slush, and you have your taxi dancers, and you have all of these things there. Dance with who you like. No- Nobody's left out, and that is one of the greatest things, I think, going forward, that nobody's left out. Absolutely. Well, Declan, listen, thanks so much for chatting with us. You have a, a, a great a, a great yeah, personality that people love. We will be in the Watergate Theatre, I think that's on the 11th of April in concert, and that's another side of the thing now that I have been involved in the last couple of years, and we have had a great concert tour in general now around the country. So, how, how fantastic. Uh, yeah, and, and Declan, just before I let you go, when you mention about the concert tour, I presume there's a different energy required from your point of view for a concert and for the dancing weekend because the concert, obviously, everyone is is looking up into your mouth fully. So there's a greater expectation probably to give a bit of old chat as well, whereas well, the dancing, they're mad for the music uh, as well. Well, the dancing, there's, there's a different type of drive put into the tune. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're probably sped by what we call by two points, maybe, you know, in general. So there's a good drive put into it for the dance. In the concert scenario, it's just pull back that little piece more. The volume isn't as strong. Plus the fact that people need a little story to hear, you know, about the songs and where you come from. And the, <laughs> a little bit of... People like to hear a little bit of hardship that went along uh, in making <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's just, it, it, it's not one that, that, that's cooked by itself. So I think, you know, the, the story goes along with the tunes and where you come from and how it, how it all how it, how it all happened. Absolutely. Well, listen, Declan, whether in concert or uh, at a dance scene, you're widely loved and respected. And as I said, your contribution has been very vast and continues to be so. So continued good wishes to you and best to look tonight at the Woodford Dalman Hotel. I'm sure they'll be knocking lumps out of the out of the dance floor there. And I have no doubt, but it'll be a great night, Declan.
God bless and thanks very much and to everybody listening to, to your programme today I wish you well Mila Buikas Declan Ernie uh, there joining us ahead of tonight's performance at the Woodford Dolman Hotel reminding you I have tickets to give away to that concert tonight uh, with Declan and Jimmy Buckley so if you want to win the tickets answer the following question Declan sang a well-known song called Stop the World and Let Me Where Was It Off or Was It Go Was It Let Me Off or Let Me Go so text in your answer to 0833069696, our dinnersready.ie contact line, and we'll announce the winners before the end of the show. And ish, thosos biogown, bon on show. The Saturday Show on KCLOR with Edward Hayden, brought to you by Lyrath with Love. Fall in love this Valentine's with an overnight stay, breakfast in bed, a couple's massage and use of thermal suite. For details, visit lyrath.com. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. Paul Chirash, Edward Hayden indeed, 0833069696 is our dinners ready data e contact line. Thanks so much for Declan Nerney joining us on the show. And of course, uh, not only can you hear Declan uh, at the Woodford Dolman tonight, you'd hear him every Saturday, every Sunday morning on the Lake Country, and of course with Brendan on um Friday, Saturday and Sunday night here in Caselor. He often gives uh, a spin on the decks here. Um, but he is at the Woodford Dolman tonight. I do have tickets to give away. So uh, Declan Ernie sang a well-known song called Stop the World and Let Me. Was it off or go? Text your answer, followed by your name and where you are to 0833069696. Now, I'm delighted to have in front of me the whole parish of Gorn. Um, they're, all with us, uh, they're all with us today. We have a, a massive crowd coming in and they're coming in to tell us about the Gorn Pantomime Society's production of Snow White and the several dwarfs. Um, and this is running on February the 13th the 14th, the 16th and the 17th at 8pm nightly and it's also uh, running a matinee at 3pm on February the 18th and you can check out gornpanto.com to find out all about that as well. So I'm delighted to have them all in because I'm a graduate of the Gorn Pantomime Society <laughs> myself so uh, delighted to have you in. How are you all doing? Good. All good, Edward. Thanks. That's good. That's good. Uh, I'm going to start with Mary Dreelin. Who's Mary Dreelin? Mary yes. Dreelin is right in front of me because Mary Dreelin is Snow White. Yes, I am. How does it feel to be the lead? Yeah, it's good. Well, this is the first show after a five year break, so I wasn't expecting to be Snow White, but I'm happy. Yeah, all has been going good and rehearsals have been going well. I'm looking up. It's the raven coloured hair. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, are you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, it's going well. I'm glad to be back. It's always fun time in Goran Pant and doing the show and everything so it's going well for sure and a uh, busy last few weeks I'm sure now and busy this weekend no doubt getting ready yes definitely we have the dress rehearsal now tomorrow so hopefully all goes well and there's all things with the costumes and technical things so everything is all going now for next week it's all coming together um, Eamon Heaver is uh, Scooby-Doo and Eamon is also with us how are you going Eamon I'm not too bad Edward thank you I could just see you in the Scooby-Doo outfit <laughs> 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 Talk to us about the nuts and bolts of it. As uh, Mary said, getting it up and running after uh, a period of dormancy is always difficult. I mean, doing the production every year is always difficult, but after a period of dormancy, it just becomes even even more so. Yeah, we were back. We were back last year, and we had a very successful show. Um, it was the first year, really, we did it on online tickets, That's right. and uh, and we practically sold out every show. 
um, and we only I think probably about a hundred a hundred tickets by phone so that was all very good uh, and this year the same and we're trying to, to bring more technology into the booking process and and, yes, I see a little QR really. code and QR all here. QR code, exactly. Very, yeah. Yes, I've gone very fast <laughs> the out in Gordon. We haven't got that far down in Great Manor yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and 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 we were always affiliated with the with the parish church, uh, but this year we've uh, we're kind of independent now. So we've uh, we joined uh, the Drama League of Ireland, and we got our own insurance. And there's a lot of hard work that went in from volunteers to do for uh, guard vetting for example of course um, so a lot goes on behind the scene and we couldn't do it without the volunteers for sure uh, Nicole uh, Kirk is also with us who's playing uh, Daisy where are you I Nicole? am indeed Nicole? hi Adrian how are you uh, tell me what does Daisy do in the snow- story of Snow White so Daisy is the boy obsessed princess of the group uh, she is just absolutely obsessed and just wants to get her hands on Prince Charming Okay, and uh, we can't say whether or not Daisy gets Prince Charming. Of course we can't, Edward. You have to come to the show for that Todd, one. Oh, listen, come here. You can't, uh, you can't teach it. Um, are you enjoying it, Nicole? Absolutely. This is my ninth panto now, so I'm absolutely God. loving it. It's the best time of the year for me. And that's the thing, of course, uh, in Gorn, but in lots of community pantos, people kind of grow up with the don't you? And as you kind of grow up, you graduate from the chorus into a kind of a, a solo part or maybe solo singing as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I started as a orphan child, I think it was, in the Snow Queen, and now I'm after working my way up through frog firefly you name it i've been it so how lovely how lovely and you're enjoying it absolutely love it yeah and that's what it's all about yeah absolutely uh, for sure and now Clota corrigan is also with us and Clota, am i right in reading Clota's playing the part of sorry <laughs> yes yeah, okay tell me about sorry Clota. well he's uh he, she, we're not really sure. Yeah, well, she'll listen. <laughs> if you have yours? a QR code, you can be politically correct <laughs> as well. So, whatever you're having yourself. Um, yeah, um, sorry is the head dwarf. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So, so talk to me about uh, you're in charge of all of the of I'm all of the dwarves. I'm in charge of all the dwarves, and all the dwarves are uh, young children. So it's great crack. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're like the Miss Hannigan of Snow White. Yeah, getting them all the right direction, uh, over and back, and all the rest of it. But they're fantastic, and their enthusiasm is amazing. But uh, this is my first year, so it's really um, okay. In at the deep end. A baptism of fire, but you're <laughs> enjoying it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I waited till my daughter was old enough to do it, and uh, I said, "Sure, I'll go in, and I'll have." one line maybe and I ended up being a head dwarf so there you have it <laughs> yeah and absolutely. it's big commitment isn't it it is but it's fantastic it's been fantastic over the winter to have somewhere to go and the community and the crack and all the rest of it on those dark nights to have you know something to look forward to and a laugh is is you know priceless really absolutely I'm presuming Roisin Corrigan then is the daughter is that correct Come into the microphone there, uh, Roisin, because you're playing the part of Squirrel. Yeah. So tell me about Squirrel. What does Squirrel do in Snow White? Um, They kind of just... There's people at the front talking and we're listening and we kind of do um expressions on your face. Okay, give us a look at one. I'm t- <laughs> so I'm talking now. So you, I'm talking now. You give me a look at one. Yeah, but no, I'm sure that's not it. You have a beautiful smiling expression now. Yeah, and then there's a big troll that comes in. Okay. That um comes in to eat Snow White. Jesus, poor Snow White. <laughs> and does the troll get to eat her? No. Oh, thank God. Wouldn't that be brutal? 
That would be a short panto of Snow White got it, wouldn't yeah. it? You'd have, and you're enjoying it as well, uh, Roisin. Yeah. That's good. Is this your first year involved? Yeah, it's my first year. And are you doing singing and dancing as well? Yeah. Lovely, and you're loving it. Yeah, it's really good. Nice costumes. Yeah. How good, how gorgeous. Well, listen, enjoy it. Now, don't forget to do all the right expressions on the night because they'll all be looking. <laughs> They'll all be looking. Mark Phelan is also with us. And Mark, you're playing the part of Fred. I think I saw you on the on the World Wide Web of Facebook, did I? <laughs> um, you're playing the part of Fred. Uh, now, who is Fred in relation to Snow White? Uh, Fred is part of the Scooby-Doo crew. Okay. And what did the Scooby crew do? What did the... <laughs> I have to say that to me good team. What did the Scooby... What did they do? <laughs> I won't try it a third time. Yeah. The Scooby-Doo team do. What did they do? Well, we have hired... Uh, we have hired the dame to come and help us look for clues. And all they have to do is call us if they find a clue. But... Uh, Derek Lawler isn't doing a good job at uh, finding any of the clues now. I was he going to say he, the only is he only likes calling us in, but he never has anything for us. I was going to say the dame is rarely reliable. No, not Derek now. Okay, so <laughs> not a good investigator. <laughs> no. So you might have to take to your own devices. Not a great deputy. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, are you enjoying uh, being involved in it, Mark? Yeah, I am very much. Yeah. That's good. Is this your first year? Uh, my second year. Okay. So what were you you in it last year? Last year I was Corporal Cook, the gingerbread man. Okay, but you're enjoying it. I am, yeah. That's good. What ages are you? What age are you, Mark? What stage are you in school? I'm 12 and I'm in sixth class. Okay, what about you, Roisin? Come into the mic there, shout in. I'm nine and I'm in third class. You're nine and you're in third class. And uh, we better not ask Clodagh. Uh, we'll, leave her, we'll, leave, we'll leave her out of that round. Uh, what about you, 21, Nicole? 21. 21, yeah, I was I was thinking that. I didn't like to say it. What about you, Nicole? Uh, I'm 17, I'm in sixth year. Oh, Jesus, and you're leaving start going on yeah, as well. Finished my mocks yesterday, so okay. just in time for the show. And you can relax now. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, no business like show business. Absolutely not. That's good. And Mary, what about yourself? Uh, I'm 23 and I am no longer in school, so I'm working. Okay, fair play to you so you can give plenty of time to it as well exactly Eamon we're going to leave you out of this round as well <laughs> listen it's absolutely fantastic I will go back to Eamon if that's alright you might uh, give us the nuts and bolts with regard to ticketing and how people can uh, get involved with uh, buying tickets and be involved in the fun by their attendance well you can uh, you can buy tickets there's, uh, there's a few left uh, especially for the uh, Tuesday and Wednesday um, and they're available on uh, goreandpanto.com and uh, any of your listeners can use a code KCLR20 to get 20% off until midnight tonight. How fantastic. Well, listen, hope it all goes great. Have you said anyone else something? Yeah, to, you have something to tell me, Nicole? I think. There's just one, two people that this show couldn't have went on without, and that's Andrew and Julie O'Leary. But they're superb. Uh, they're absolutely brilliant. The commitment they've put into this show over the last... I don't know how many years now they're in it a while now and um, yeah just a big thanks to them it couldn't be possible without them so for sure they're a powerhouse yeah, of absolutely. talent absolutely the two of them are just unreal they certainly are I agree wholeheartedly um, well listen the very best of luck to you all hope it all goes fantastically hope Snow White finds Prince Charming hopefully and hope doesn't get eaten or attacked or quashed uh, <laughs> by the dame along the way or uh, battled by a team of dwarves as well so hope it all goes fantastically 
for you all and the very best to look with it. Thanks, Thanks so much, Thank Edward. You. Lovely to have you and lovely to have uh, such a crowd in. Snow White and the Several Dwarves at Gorn Parish Hall, 13th, 14th, 16th and 17th at 8pm. If you go on the 15th, I'm sure you'd get around a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and the matinee on the 18th at 3pm. Tickets available, as we said, on gornpanto.com. Thank you so much, guys. Mila Buikas and uh, the very Thanks best of luck. Thanks, Edward. We're going to take a little break now after all of that and we'll be coming up with the news at 11 o'clock and lots more to come in the second hour of the show, including announcing the Grand Marshal of the St. Patrick's Day Parade of 2024. Fonan Shaf, Amy, the Rashi, KCLR. KCLR indeed. Isn't it absolutely, uh, absolutely fantastic um, to see such youth and energy and enthusiasm? Um, it's absolutely uh, amazing. Ashley, weren't they super, the team from Gorn Pancho? Oh, they were brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. It sounds like it's going to be a great show. Oh my God. The No White and the Several Dwarves. I love course. it. Yeah. I love that they're making it a little bit different and it sounds like it's going to be wonderful. So congratulations to them all. And cross-generational, made up of young children from uh, the community, including Gorn, Paulstown, Baglanstown, Gores Bridge, Bennett's Bridge and Clara and lots more. Lots more. They're all in it. Come here till I tell you, we haven't done the... OOTD for a while. No, we have not. We haven't done the OOTD for and a while. Today is a lovely day to bring it back because I have to say, we're both looking very well. But very different. Very different styles. Often style. we're kind of in a similar style, yeah, but yeah. Um, often we're in a similar style, but... Um, we're a little bit different we're, today. We're a bit different today. Of course, you're in the lovely black frock and we have a new fringe. It's lovely black mm. and white full-length frock. Full-length Square frock Square neck, neck detail. Um, and uh, yeah the over the knee boots as well to go with it because the weather it's still not ideal so I have the boots on I'm off to a confirmation after the show so I'm really excited Um, little Grania made her confirmation yesterday so a little party in the house today so we're really excited all the cousins will get together so I said you know what I'll come in all dressed up and uh, as you do almost every week every Saturday (laughs) there might be one or two (laughs) and uh, very we don't talk about those days though Edward and yourself I'm loving the khaki green there you have it. I love well, it. Listen, I'm a bit like t- I was dressed this morning now and I kind of thought it was all right. And then I looked in the mirror no, just really as I was heading like out the door. I said, it's a bit like Tom Jones. I have 40 <laughs> shades of green on. <laughs> it's fabulous though. And the little white underneath, you're looking fabulous. Oh, there you have it. Absolutely. To pop. The white is to pop. pop. We all need that. There you have it. Now, do you know what I'm going to do, Ashling? I'm going to take an ad break. And then for the first time, I'd say in human history, we're going to go uh, to the news at 11 o'clock and I'll see you at the other side because I have a pile of things to do after 11 o'clock. So stay with us. 0833069696. Let us know about the Declan Ernie competition. Is it Stop the World and Let Me Off or Stop the World and Let Me Go? Text your answer and we announce the winner before the end of the show. David will be here just after the break. The KCLR text and WhatsApp line 083-306-9696 Sponsored by Dinners Ready Market Yard Kilkenny Passionate about coffee? Our new barista menu in-store serves delicious barista coffee from 8am daily The Saturday Show on KCLR with Edward Hayden Brought to you by Lyrath with Love Fall in love this Valentine's with an overnight stay, breakfast in bed a couple's massage and use of thermal suite For details, visit lyrath.com Mila Buikas, David, David Abbott He'll be back with you again at 12 noon uh, with Nuuk Arish 
and thanks to him as always. Uh, good morning, Edward. Please mention a social dance in Rahana Hall tomorrow, Sunday night, the 11th of February. Uh, dance to Jimmy Hogan and Lara Kenny. Admission is €10 euro with refreshments and a raffle. And that's with thanks. And no doubt that's from our dolls. We have, oh, listen, it's so long since I've seen the dolls. I need a night out with the dolls. So, uh, or a night in, we don't mind. Um, but uh, dying to, to meet up with them. Uh, I'm heading to Gores Bridge tonight. Gores Bridge are having um, the Kilcomney players. They're doing their production of um, The Seafarer by Conor McPherson. The Kilcomney players drama group looking forward to go over to see that tonight at eight o'clock. So that's where I'll be this evening. But I must also remind you, and I did tell you last week, that last Friday night week, last night week, uh, so last Friday night, I was up in Coon for the Kilquan Players production of Separate Beds by Sam Cree. That's running tonight. And um, Ashling, actually, sorry, you might just check that um, for me on the email. I think it's just running tonight. Uh, right, I might have ran last night. So the Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday, if you might let me know. I don't know. It's definitely on tonight anyway. Uh, and, and tomorrow night, she's telling me, yes. Yeah, so tonight and tomorrow night, um, the Kilquan Players production of Separate Beds and it was absolutely magic it was great so check that out as well now I'm delighted to be joined on the telephone line by Rachel O'Dwyer who's going to tell us about uh, tokens the future of money in the age of the platform and Rachel is from Kilkenny Rachel good morning to you good morning Edward hi uh, nice to talk to you and thanks so much for agreeing to uh, to chat with us now come here till I tell you I have to put my hand on my heart and say that when we were getting ready to chat with you during the week I was going to look up all the different acronyms um, around the new landscape and you know what I said I wouldn't I said I'd wait and let you tell me Uh, so talk to me about this book because you know listen we've all heard tell of you know cryptocurrency and the bitcoin and all that sort of thing but this is looking at the future of of money does it have a future i know the government are are trying to make sure that we can pay with money and we can use money but what's your uh, your thoughts on it yeah i mean the book is it's it's partly about crypto but it's really about anything that looks a bit like money but isn't so that includes things like amazon gift cards and food stamps and uh, Twitter cash tags and in-game currencies and and crypto. So all of these things, I suppose, are are things that people are increasingly using for money. And I suppose in the last few years, you know, obviously there with COVID, there was a huge push to go cashless. Obviously, people have become very very interested as well in cryptocurrencies mm. in the last few years. But also, I think you know we're we're also seeing the rise of new kinds of money-ish or money-like things that are coming to the fore. Maybe what's interesting is that these aren't being issued by the state or by banks. Increasingly, they're actually issued by platforms like people or companies with a legacy, you know, not in finance or in payments, but in you know things like data or information communication. It's fascinating, really, isn't it? Because, you know, it's getting to the stage that, you know, it's difficult for people to understand, isn't it? Because, I mean, we all understand if we have 450 euro notes in our hand, we understand uh, what we have and what we own. But this is, is, it's certainly much more complex, isn't it? Well, I think it's it's like, yeah, I mean, what we're seeing is companies like uh, Amazon or even Twitter or X, I suppose, as it's now mm. called, are doing 
sorts of bank-like things. And in some ways, I think that's a, it's sort of a, a regulatory sleight of hand. It's sort of a way for these companies to sort of issue money without being seen to actually issue money and do kind of payments without being seen to do that. But also sometimes it's a way of them being seen to like employ. It's a way for them to actually employ people uh, without officially being seen to employ. So an example I use sometimes is that Amazon Pay um, it's crowdsourced workers on a platform it has called Mechanical Turk. So it pays these workers who are paid to do sort of menial tasks online. Um, it pays those workers in most parts of the world, not in cash or in any kind of denominated currency, but in Amazon gift cards. Um, and listen, being completely ignorant about it all, does something like Revolut fall under the same um, under the same category? Yeah, I would. I would say Revolut does. Now, I think Revolut, you know, is, is probably a less extreme example mm. than that. Like in the States, they have Venmo, where um, you can tell a lot more, I suppose, about somebody's transactions from Venmo, because Venmo is kind of like social media and money. Um, so, you know, there's been lots of actually Biden, somebody, uh, a journalist managed to kind of reconstruct Biden's entire social network because he sent money to his grandchildren. You know, in the same way you might yeah. give communion money to your to your niece. Of um, <laughs> so, you know, there's I suppose one of the problems when our money is kind of tokenized or increasingly kind of rides the rails of like these digital technologies rather than cash in your pocket is that you're you're constantly leaving all these digital traces about what you do with your money or you know what you spend it on and and that's very very valuable for platforms so you can use it to you know market to you but um and i presume that kind of you know would mm. be where things like you know hacking and gdr breaches and everything like that would have their origins would that be um aligned I mean, yeah. One of the one of the reasons, though, but that, so that's the that's the kind of funny thing. Like one of the reasons why um, there's sort of a push to go cashless, I suppose, as well, is for security reasons. So people argue that you know, um, cash can be this sort of dangerous technology, where it facilitates obviously things like terrorism, you know, or it facilitates and you know money laundering. And so, you know, in a lot of countries, there's a push to move towards cashless technology sort of as a way to um, kind of stamp out crime in those areas. And yet, you know, I really feel like we need cash, like we need sort of anonymous payment technologies. And and in a lot of ways, they're sort of a they're like a public right to have Mm. physical payments technologies that aren't tracked that aren't, you know, being surveyed by a platform. Absolutely. And it kind of, like, it does feel at the minute, as I said, perhaps parochially here in Ireland, I'm not sure, but it certainly does feel that cash is is getting a renaissance. What do you see um, as the future for the economy, you know, um, with regard to uh, this age of the platform? I think it's an interesting one because I mean sure. a few years ago the big the big thing was I think it was in about 2019 Facebook came out and announced you know that they were going to issue their own money and their own wallet called Libra and everybody sort of thought the game was up at that moment so it seemed like Facebook or like the biggest platform in the world were going to issue money and um at that moment, I think a lot of people thought, okay, now basically, you know, it used to be that the state had two sort of really big powers and one was issuing currency and the other was war. And now 
platforms were basically taking over money. Um, but, you know, a lot of countries pushed back very, very strongly against that. So in the States, they had to keep big tech out of Finance Act. And in Europe, there was huge regulation to prevent Facebook from basically becoming a bank. So I don't think that that battle is necessarily fought and won. I do think um, there is still kind of strong state regulation over um, over money, and increasingly so, I suppose, with all the kind of scammy, for want of a better word, like scammy behaviour that we've seen around crypto, you know, in the last year. For sure. Um, talk to me about where people can get this book, uh, Rachel. Uh, I mean, it's it's available, I suppose, it's available online, and as far as I know, it's uh, stocked as well in places like the Book Centre and up in Cannes as well. Um, yeah, so oh, great. most, you know, and where did your interest around this area come from? Because it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a specific it's, area of interest, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But um, again, and it's funny because my background actually was in fine art. I mean, I did end up working in computer science and engineering and political economy. But um, initially I was I was working in, in you know, I, I have a degree in fine art and graduated into the recession. And I guess like a lot of people thought about money in terms of, having it and not having it but I really think that moment like the the sort of financial crash was a moment when a lot of people were were not only kind of worrying about money but also asking what money was and whether it could be designed differently or made differently Uh, and that was sort of a moment that for me I started really thinking about well what actually is money Um, could it be different you know what's it going to look like in the future and that really started me down the path then of, of, of thinking about money and what it is. And um, I don't know, I, I, I still, I'm still really bad with money in a sort of practical way, but I, I'm really, really interested in those sort of more like philosophical questions, I guess, about what money actually is and what it does and, you know, how we, how we sort of behave and sort of feel about it. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's sort of how I ended up researching I guess and, and studying money. How fascinating. Well listen the very best of luck uh, with it hopefully uh, it I'm continues good. to go well and uh, hopefully for, for for whatever the currency is there'll be enough of it to go around for us all but for now Rachel thanks for chatting with us and good morning. Thank you so much. Now that's Rachel O'Dwyer telling us all about tokens the future of money in the age of the platform. Now I think I'll give you a little bit of music Uh, I think I'll give you a little bit of music because we are coming up to uh, Valentine's. And let me tell you all about the breakup here at KCLR. Navik och Brishasuas Avonagut on Laila Valentine Show. Scarlet Lukar August Hashala here in Rodarin. Urahuri Iron Free Brishasuas or KCLR. Absolutely. Here's Bonnie Tyler with Total Eclipse of the Heart. Now and then I get a little bit lonely And you're never coming around Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit tired Of listening to the sound of my tears Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit nervous That the best of all the years have gone by Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit terrified And then I see the look in your eyes Turn around Every now and then I 
nothing I can do A total eclipse of the heart Once upon a time there was light in my life But now there's only love in the dark Nothing I can say A total eclipse of the heart Break up with your car with Erin Rodare and Irish Rail, sponsors of Valentine's Day Breakup Songs on KCLR. Kilkenny, Carlo, KCLR. Anish Thofal Shirash, Edward Hayden here with you uh, and Clara and Sahern. 0833069696 is our dinners ready. E contact line. Uh, Edward, you will enjoy your trip to Gores Bridge tonight, says a texter. It's a great production of The Seafarer, and that is from The Dolls. So thank you to the dolls for that text as well. They're good true blues to the Saturday show. Now, um, as you know, we love uh, all things drama here on the Saturday show. So I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Liam Kearns and by Helena Walsh Kiley. Or sorry, um, Liam Hoban. Hoban, a bigger pardon. I'm getting all confused on a Saturday <laughs> morning. Um, and Helena Walsh Kiley of the Moon Derrick Players. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Liam, I'll start with yourself, if that's okay. Good morning, Liam Hoban, um, who are doing um, the assistant director for this year's production of Turning Mammy. That's right. You might sit into the into the microphone there for me. Yeah, thanks. That's right. Uh, this year we're, we're 
decided to do um, a scaled down uh, version as regarding our cast. Usually we have a cast of five to 11 people. This year it's a, it's a bit of a departure. So we have three people, uh, three performers in this in this play okay. called Turning Mammy and uh, Helena, Kylie, um, Jay McAvoy and uh, Jean Dunphy. Uh, all very, very experienced performers. Um, so it's a bit of a departure. So we've decided that we'll uh, this play. Usually we've started during the summer um, reading plays because we always we felt that we were leaving it to the last minute to select a play. And, and as you know, Edward, selecting a play can be a bit of a conundrum, you mm. know. So this year we've decided um, last summer to read through, go through the process of reading plays, all kinds of plays, you know. Noel Coward, everything, everything. Mm -hmm. um, even thought of revisiting some of the ones we did before. So we decided on this one because we thought um, it, it, it suited our, our um, profile. So uh, that's basically um, what we picked. Uh, Turning Mammy by John McDwyer. That's lovely. And of yeah. course, John McDwyer, well known uh, in playwriting circles. That's right, yeah. With a, a wealth of experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk to me about the play then. Obviously, uh, people are going to be going down, hopefully, to see you from Wednesday the 6th of March to Sunday the 10th. But tell us the nuts and bolts of, uh, of Turning Mammy. Well, Turning Mammy is um, basically a story of two sisters sorry Liam I just have to ask a decision yeah yeah. it's basically a story of two sisters uh, Martha and Mary who are of a certain age let's say um, and their life and you see a cross section of, of their daily life their daily routines and you get a sense of what kind of characters they are they're both very very different but similarly they're very willful people uh, throw into the mix uh, a neighbour called Ambrose who's kind of a gormless, um, <laughs> what would you call him? Witless. Witless um, bachelor yes. in his, again, <laughs> of the same age of the, the two women we speak of. Yes. And his main preoccupation seems to be at the moment uh, is uh, turning mammy, which is really turning, a, a, a term for turning a, an, an elderly person who's obviously bedridden. So that's basically... Um, what what he does so um, and we see it, the, as the plot uncovers we see this all all these three people are quite uh, um, uh, um, delusional in their own separate ways and when these delusions converge sparks fly I mean some of the dialogue is very uh, racy uh, very barbed some of the quips are, are wonderfully it's wonderfully written um, and um, quite witty and uh, little, little wisecracks, you know, and they're delivered so well by this very capable cast. Um, in the end, there is no resolution as such, but like all plays, there has to be some type of resolution. And uh, as it evolves, the play um, uh, highlights the insecurities of the three people involved and how this uh, Ambrose himself has designs on one of these ladies. Okay. And it's a bit like a whodunit. You're kind of, uh, it's kind of obvious in a way, but you want to know who done it, who it is, who his designs are, are, are for. So, um, 
Yeah, he it's it's very very funny. It's a very very funny play, but it has like most great dramatic uh, plays has its troughs and valleys. It's 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 tender moments and it's sad moments and like like of it's, itself. It's the cross section of life and how gorgeous. Yeah, how it's, gorgeous. It's very Helena is also with us in studio who is one of the protagonists of the piece. Helena, good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. Uh, Tell us about your character then. Uh, You are one of these ladies, perhaps, for whom designs are being set upon. Well, we won't say anything at the moment because we want to keep the audience guessing, but I can say the three of us are entirely dysfunctional and in a comical way. Um, So I play Mary, one of the sisters, and I'm waiting to find news of my, my lost child. So I gave a child up for adoption. And um, that's my kind of mission. Um, we're all waiting for something, you know. Mm. Um, it's a story of entanglement. And um, I think Liam will agree there are enough twists and turns to keep the audience yeah, guessing. Yeah, it changes moods. It, it shifts gear quite a lot. And, it, um, that's, and the, the dialogue... Uh, it shows it, you know, it's 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 very it's suited to shifting gears. It's very, very skillfully written. Yeah, it, it, it certainly is. It's a dichotomy between kind of like something that's very, very funny and very sad. So I think from the audience's perspective, it's, you know, kind of be prepared that you'll be laughing aloud at one stage and then we hope you'll be moved yes. yeah, at another point. Moved. And again, of course, that is indicative of life itself. It Alina. is. It's a slice of life. It's, you know, it, it's... It's set in a kitchen, you know, you can't get more slice of life than that. But um, yeah, no, it, it's a raucous tale. I mean, it's very, very funny. We're and still talk to laughing. us about Mammy. I'm obsessed to know about Mammy. Whose Mammy is being turned well, in this that's, bed? That's Ambrose's Ambrose. Mammy. Ambrose's yeah. Mammy is being turned. He constantly has to leave the kitchen and go home to turn Mammy, you know. So, uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, Ambrose is played by Jay McAvoy, who's an excellent character actor. He's extremely funny. And even though we started rehearsing in September, we're still laughing at Jay on, on the stage. You know, it's, he's really funny. And Jean, you know, yeah. like everyone, we, we all, we're all totally dysfunctional, as I said. So it's great. It's, it's a great play to rehearse. And it's so well written that we're still, I mean, although, I mean, it's shaping up now, we know our characters, we're still kind of, Kind of exploring, getting, getting every every rehearsal is different, yeah. in that you discover yeah, something. Yeah. As you know, Edward, when you're doing it, you discover something different every time, and yeah, something else yeah. are revealed. And as well as that, you you apply your own style to it, your own acting style. Yeah. You try three or four different ways of doing something. But I, I have yeah. to say, my character Mary, she's absolutely nothing like me at all, and that okay. actually makes it a little bit more difficult to. Well, only to the act. fullness of time will allow us to adjudicate <laughs> yes, on that, well, Alina. Yeah, but it's, I suppose <laughs> it's easier if you can kind of it's see yourself challenge. in your character. But yes, um, there's one scene where I have to kind of lunge across the stage, and, and well, let's just—I won't give too much away, but. Um, I have to kind of lunge across the stage at poor Jay and uh, <laughs> it isn't the prettiest scene but uh, yeah no, that's one of the funny, funnier it's, parts It's good no doubt um, Liam there's a kind of a whole community of people involved in oh, yeah. uh, putting a, a show like this together so whilst there's three characters on stage and yeah. yourself and Stephen Kearns which is where I, I fell into the yeah. the, mm. the malady of, 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 Stephen, of, yes. of misnaming yeah, yeah. but again aside from that there's the community the set must be built the costuming yeah. must be done the props must must resource uh, it's it's a shared endeavor oh it is quite and without the the support of people and even people who aren't even of people who aren't directly involved in, in the play itself mm. the support is unbelievable and that's that shows that manifests in in the in the audience who turns up night after night you know so it's very much i mean as you know the the works behind the actual uh, performance themselves is as important the technical sides For are sure. as impossible without the local people to do it 
it's oh, it's yeah. for nothing you know it means nothing how it comes alive when you when you uh, combine the the performance and the uh, technical side you know it really does Absolutely. come alive and the great, i think the great thing about community theater is it's like as our pr um officer said um she said it's like the hotel california you, you can kind of leave but you never really leave so people yeah. you know you might leave to do something but you come back again yeah, so course, we're yeah. always drawn back into the group and uh, oh, it's it's a wonderful effort everybody does something absolutely yeah. you gravitate yeah. towards the moon Derek players of course are uh, a long established um, yes. group since yeah. uh, the early 90s yeah they started they were originally they were common gale 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 talk gailock um and just have a look at your previous productions. These like are our previous productions. I brought along the, the program, uh, and from that they started small. They were doing events, uh, traditional music events in the hall, and what one act plays. And then they got um, involved with the Brewery Lane, and very kindly, the Brewery Lane, who were as very well established at that time, had uh, lots of uh, productions under their belts. They got involved, and uh, uh, thanks to Liam Hogan, who's the brother of one of our founder members, Frank and uh, De- uh, Tom Nealon and they got involved and they started us they they kind of supported us and gave us the confidence to go ahead and they did workshops with us uh, on lighting every every aspect of it so the first show was um, m- many young men of 20 yeah. There was nearly like, 20 people in it, actually. Yeah, so. I'm just looking. You've done everything from uh, John B. Keane to John everything. Murphy to Billy Roach. Covered the spectrum, yes. yes. Bernard Farrell, yeah. Brian Freel, Jimmy, Jimmy Murphy, um, all the Murphys. Neil Simon. <laughs> you've had them. Yeah, you've had yeah them Neil all. Simon, that's right. One, Which yeah. is fantastic. Well, look, guys, listen, thanks so much for coming in. Um, how can people arrange to get tickets, Helena? Okay, so uh, you pay at the door it's 12 euros to come in and I'd like to say that we have a lovely cosy hall in Mooncoin and tea and coffee and are there biscuits Liam do we have biscuits oh, there's always there biscuits. Could always be biscuits. well we better get biscuits be now because I've said even. it on KCLR yes, yes. deluxe so, biscuits deluxe biscuits tea coffee biscuits and a very cosy hall and, and, uh, and lovely ladies to serve it as well oh lovely yes of course yes. These, all these people are so important when you're putting on a show Absolutely. every aspect yeah. so I think it's 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 a good night's theatre and uh, we would encourage your listeners to come down to Mooncoin, down to the south of, of the county and uh, come to see our play. And Tying I have Mammy. no doubt, but they will. The 6th, the yeah. 7th, the 8th, the 9th and the 10th of March. That can be uh, seen turning Mammy by the Moon Derrick players. Thank you so much. Thank you um, so much. Um, thank lovely you. to chat with you both, Lean and Lena. Thanks for coming thank into the studio. Much. Thank you. Um, listen, drama is fantastic. And I do uh, reiterate uh, Helena's inculcation there for you all to... Uh, go down because there is nothing like community theatre, and, and you will be uh, moved by this in many ways, uh, whether it be through the laughter or the sadness. It, it's it's uh, all encompassing. This play, it's yeah. it's really really. Well, listen, good. I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. I'll have to. You have hop to come over. down. Well, listen, the chairperson of the Drama League well, Ireland will have go. to attend. You have to. Thank yeah. you okay. so much to you Thank all. You. Uh, we're going to take a little break now, and we're going to be back. And after this, we are going to be announcing the Grand Marshal of the St Patrick's Day Parade of 2024. So don't move an inch. Rash Rish Kian Kuplanum. 
KCLR. Now, you're very welcome back. Delighted to have you with us. Lots of texts coming in. I'm going to give you the final shout out for our competition because I have tickets to give away to see Declan Nerney and Jimmy Buckley tonight in the Woodford Dolman Hotel. And to be with a chance to win those tickets, just answer the following question. Declan Nerney had a hit song, Stop the World and Let Me... Was it off or was it uh, go? So text 083-306-9696. It's our dinnersready.ie contact line. And we'll announce the winner before the end of this morning's show. Now, let's head over to our telephone line because on it we are joined by uh, the gentleman who has been declared as the Grand Marshal for the 2024 St. Patrick's Day Parade in Kilkenny. And it is none other than the highly acclaimed and well-known Richie Power. Richie, good morning to you. Edward, good morning. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, congratulations, Richie, for um, the announcement and for the role of the, the Grand Marshal. Um, we're delighted to hear the news yesterday. Yeah, um, I suppose I, I really wasn't expecting it, Edward. Um, you know, I got a call from Tim in the, the County Council a couple of weeks ago just to to ask me what I'd be interested in. And um, I suppose I didn't... I gave it a bit of thought over the last couple of weeks. I only confirmed it earlier this week. You mm. know, I, I just had a, had a, had a good think about it. But um, no, look, it's 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 a great honour. Um, as I said, it's not something that I was expecting. Um, but look, I'm I'm delighted to to be part of it. And I suppose look, it's a, it's a day for the kids really, and and that's the most important thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, the the parade in Kilkenny is so well attended, both in terms of spectators and participants. It's a kind of a, a, a feast for the eyes as well. So nice to be involved in 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 leading that for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, we we've been there um, in particular the last couple of years. I thought was with with Richie Og who who's just turned two, so we would have had him in the last previous couple of years. And oh, um, it is, it's a, it's a fantastic day. And, you know, to see so many people involved um, in the parade is, is spectacular. And, you know, the crowds that come out and I suppose, look, you're just hoping to, to get the weather as well on the day that it'll bring out maybe an extra bit of a crowd as well. So, um, yeah, look, really looking forward to it. A little bit, I suppose, a little bit nervous about it. But, um, you know, look, it's it's something that um, I suppose I'd always remember as well. So really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, I, I can tell you, I did it myself last year as the, the Grand Marshal. And what you're describing is exactly how I felt because you were overwhelmed by the invitation. But you are nervous because, you know, I have to say as time went, on, I, I realised what a big honour that it was and you know it's it's a big honour and that comes with a bit of responsibility so you are nervous around it as well but uh, enjoy it is the, is the message Yeah no absolutely you know and, and again I suppose uh, I was it was brought to my attention I, I, there's a hard, I've, I have a hard act to follow right, so <laughs> I don't know your, about in that your, now <laughs> in, your, in yourself so kind of hoping to get some pointers and some tips from you this morning but um yeah, look, I suppose, look, it's just all about enjoying it. That's exactly it, you know. And as you said, it is, it'll be kind of nerve-wracking, I suppose, building up to it um, because it is It is a huge honour. And as I said, yeah. not one that I was expecting or, or anything like that. But I, I'm more than, I suppose, as I said, I am honoured to, to be doing it. Um, but really looking forward to it now. And I suppose, look, having family involved as well. And, you know, look, it'll be a lovely day out and really, you know, just, I suppose, counting down the days to it now. And certainly will, and one for your family. Uh, Richie, of course, uh, known to all from uh, your your hurling prowess with both Kilkenny and Carrick Shock, 
you know, you have a, a great uh, intergenerational involvement in hurling and, of course, great success at both club and county level as well. Uh, I must remind our listeners this morning that you have eight All-Ireland senior medals, two All-Stars, nine Leinster titles, an All-Ireland intermediate club medal uh, with Carrick Shock, two Railway Cups and two All-Ireland minor medals. Uh, and that's just the top of the list. Tisn't, uh, tisn't an unimpressive selection of silverware for sure. Uh, no, I suppose, look, I, I, I was very lucky, Edward, you know, to have, I suppose, to have a successful career. And I suppose, look, I, I was blessed to, to come with, a, I suppose, a group of generational players and to be involved in, you know, possibly one of the, the, the greatest teams of all time. So, look, I am, I'm very, I'm very, I suppose, honoured in that respect. But, um, yeah, looking back over the course of my career, you know, you'd have to be proud. And um, I suppose, look, I, I I would have suffered a lot with injuries as well throughout my career and, and other issues as well. But, um, yeah, look, it's it's a nice list of honours, I suppose. I don't, it's only when it's kind of read out to you like that, it, it, it kind of hits home again. You know, it, it, it's not something I dwell on an awful lot, but it is always nice to be reminded of it as well. Well, listen, that's why I knew you wouldn't tell us this morning. Humility would prevent it. <laughs> so I went out to, to forage out the information uh, myself. Come here to tell you another thing, Richie, of course, that you did in the tail end of last year was uh, bring out um, your uh, memoir, uh, which was Power, a family memoir. It was co-authored with journalist Dermot Hayes and launched in Langton House um, hotel in November and tells of your your own dad and your brothers and your own involvement uh, in both the highs and lows. Where did that come about from, uh, Richie, or where did the impetus to write that arrive? Um, yeah, I suppose, look, the, the, the idea first came about before COVID. Edward and Liam Hayes from Hero Books approached dad and myself to see would we be interested in doing it. And I suppose the idea kind of fell by the wayside when the, the pandemic hit and it was only kind of towards the end of it then that the Liam approached us again. So, yeah, look, I, I suppose from my own perspective, I wouldn't have had any interest in writing a, an autobiography myself. But mm. the idea the idea of doing a book with that and, and you know, the family was, was very, I suppose, um, appealing to me, you know, and it was something that we'd all, we'll always have and it's something that, you know, dad's grandkids, my kids, my grandkids, you know, it's something that we'll always, always it's have. Live it'll, forever. Always it'll always be there forever. And, um, yeah, we just decided that if we were going to do it, we'll we'll do it and we'll we'll be as honest as we possibly can be in the book. And um, we were actually, we're you know, we were thrilled with how it turned out. We were absolutely blown away by the crowd that came to the, the launch of the book in, in Langton's. And obviously, you know, all proceeds from the book are going to two very, very good charities in Cushnore and the Carlo and Kilkenny home care team. So, you know, any proceeds from the book are, are going to be divided between those two two very, very um, huge charities. Absolutely, and very worthy charities indeed. Uh, what was the feedback from the from the book life uh, book like, uh, Richie? Because it was a non-varnished look, I suppose, at, at life. And of course, your family name is long uh, established and long associated with with sport as well, and you gave the the highs and lows. What was the the feedback from the general public? I always think when you're out and about, when you're in Duns and Super Value or in Langtons or the Left Bank, that's where you get the actual <laughs> feedback, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. And and to be fair, Edward, I have to say, like you know, from anyone within within the county and even outside the the county, you know, I would have received a huge amount of text messages and emails and phone calls from people 
far far and wide, you know, in, in the country, let alone just in Kilkenny. But, you know, the, the feedback was, was hugely positive, um, you know, and, and I suppose that's all you can look for, really. And, um, you know, obviously within the book, there, there's my own personal struggles and, you know, a lot of people hopefully can maybe might relate to those and it might it might help someone that's maybe in the in the same situation. So, look, overall, we couldn't have been happier with with how the book launch went and how I suppose the feedback that we've gotten in the in the in the past couple of months. And um, you know, you know, as I said, very, very, very happy with how how it all turned out. Absolutely, another success story for sure. You'll be looking forward, I'm sure, Richie, in the coming years to heading out and uh, poking a ball with Richie Og and uh, any other family members as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and that's I suppose. Look, that's what it's all about now. Uh, you know, when your career kind of comes to an end and um, family is there, you just it's it's all about family, really. You know, and I suppose myself and Maria have Rory and Cooper who are sitting the junior cert this year, and then you have I suppose Richie Oak who who just turned two in January as well. So yeah, looking forward to just you know those days out on the on the lawn or in the pitch and just kind of maybe kicking or poking a ball with him. So. You know, they're all they're all memories that we're we're really looking forward to making. Absolutely. Come here, listen, I couldn't let you go without finally asking you about the Kilkenny team at the minute. Of course, they've uh, completed one um cycle under uh, management of Derek Ling. Um Paddy Deegan just announced as the, the captain for the coming year. What kind of nick do you think uh, the team are in at the minute in terms of their performances over the last little while? Well, look, I suppose you have to give huge credit to Derek and the lads on, on their, I suppose, their performances last year, you know, reaching reaching a league final, winning a Leinster final and being, being beaten in an All-Ireland final, you know, in his first season, it was was a huge achievement. But I know I know Derek and I know the, the lads that are involved with him, you know, making finals and performing aren't what they're in it for. You know, they, they want the, the optimum and that's to win an All-Ireland. And look, it's the start of a new season, Edward, and you know they're 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 in Cork tonight. Um, you guys getting their chance to stake their claim, and you know maybe some of the senior members, you know, being kind of held back a little bit towards the end of the league. So I suppose all in all, Derek is going to try and find a couple of players through this league campaign, and hopefully come the start of the championship, then these guys will put their hand up for a certain certain slot. So um, look, we're we've been in the two last we've been in the two the last two All Ireland finals, so we're not that far away, you know, and. If we can just find maybe that two or three extra players to to give us that little bit extra, um, I I don't think I think Kilkenny will be there thereabouts again this year. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, Richie, you know what it's like to be both there and thereabouts. So um, nice to talk to you this morning, and uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, wish you all the very best as Grand Marshal for this year's St Patrick's Day parade, and uh, hope that yourself and all the family in enjoy what is. Uh, a very special day and a special honour. But for now, Richie, good morning. Good morning. Thanks, Edward. Thanks for having me on. A pleasure. Uh, Richie Powered there. Uh, nice uh, chap always. Um, th- I, I always say this, you know, all of the hurlers, past and present, they're always so good here on KCLR to come on uh, air with us when we ask them and we do appreciate it. Now, um, the competition line is now closed. That's it. Do not text again. The answer has been declared and we will announce the winner just after this commercial break. So stay with us for this. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. 
the Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. Brought to you by Lyrath with Love. Fall in love this Valentine's with an overnight stay, breakfast in bed, a couple's massage and use of thermal suite. For details, visit lyrath.com. Jesus, I wouldn't mind that myself. Breakfast in bed and a lovely massage and a thermal suite. It wouldn't be too bad on Valentine's Day or any other day. Um, thank you uh, for staying with us. 083 306 is our dinnersready.ie contact line. I have told you that our competition line is now closed and we'll announce the winner before the end of this morning's show. I'm delighted to be joined on the telephone line by Shane Daniel Byrne, um, who is coming to Vicar Street on the 1st of March with uh, a production, uh, Shane Daniel Byrne, but he's gay, presented by Avery Talent. Uh, good morning, Shane. How are you going? Good morning, Edward. Thanks so much for having me. What a pleasure. A pleasure to chat with you and thanks so much for taking the time to join us. I know a lot of performers uh, are not overly struck on the time slot of our show because if they've been on the night before, uh, they might be uh, resting or whatever. So thanks for taking the time. Uh, listen, no, you're... simply not good enough. That is not good enough of them. Oh, I know that. We don't the take... people of Kilkenny and Carlo <laughs> need to hear this interview and it's my priority today, Edward. That's good. Well, I'm good to hear it. That's the approach that we like for this show. We're very militant with our guests. So that's the approach that we like. Um, You're well known in the world of uh, comedy. So um, tell us about what's the plan for this show. You have a a wealth of awards and more trophies for comedy than than you could uh, look at. But um, including our own Cat's Laughs. Uh, festival, but tell us um, what what's this show about? So this show, well, uh, first of all, yeah, Kilkenny Catlass is like that's like my uh, birthplace. I feel like I was born as a comedian at Kilkenny, um, so I I always love it there. I love going there every year, and hopefully I get to come back this year. I don't know. We're still waiting to announce who's going to be there. Um, so the show is basically I made the show for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, uh, which is a giant festival where there's three and a half thousand shows on every single day. Uh, comedy shows in the month of uh, August in Edinburgh. And you have to go, like, for Irish people, very difficult, right? Because you have to go around with a piece of paper with your face on it and your name on it and ask people to go. And, like, that's very difficult, that level of self-promotion. For us, we're too shy about it. The English lads go around having a great time. They're like, come to the show, darling, come to the show. And then you see the poor Irish comedians walking around the streets with their flyers going, if, if you don't mind, if you're free, come to the show. I don't know. So I'll pay for the ticket. Don't worry about that. Um, so very <laughs> stressful. Uh, but the show, it, the show is basically, it's a show about me, kind of me growing up um, and being, being gay in Ireland. Growing up, I was born before um, um, homosexuality was decriminalised. So I was born before that, giving my age away now. But I was born before that and then kind of... Aren't you great kind of to be still on. gigging at that stage? <laughs> yeah, I know, pretty impressive. Um, but I was born, uh, I was born and then kept doing comedy from there on. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of about me and Ireland growing up together and the things that changed. But it's not a, a serious documentary show or something. It's mainly just having crack and just having a bit of fun. Was it a fun time, Shane? What did you say? Was it a fun time growing up in Ireland being gay before it was uh, decriminalised? Yeah, I mean it's tricky. I mean, I feel like I feel like I, I was, so. I was born in 1988, and then kind of so when I was a teenager, everything things were starting to change a little bit, and then there seemed to be this massive change all of a sudden, really quickly. Loads of things changed all of a sudden, going right the way from 
all the way up to the marriage equality referendum, which was obviously the biggest thing that ever happened for mm. uh, equality for those things. But um, there was th- there's challenges to it as well. I mean, it's not easy. I think, I mean, there's lots, I look at the, you know, friends of mine who are trans and stuff now, and the harder time for them at the moment. And I think it's sometimes I get bored because I'm like, we've already had this conversation. We've done this already. People saying they're, they're worried about this, that and the other. And I was like, they're fine. They're just people going around, going to work. And they're saying, they did this to the gays already. And I was like, we're fine. Everything's grand. Nobody's worrying about it. But I think Ireland is is a nice place now. Ireland's like a, a safe haven destination. Like if you look at like gay tourism websites and stuff, Ireland is a is a green light. It's like a good place to be. So I think uh, we've come a long way. And I think it's a really good place to be uh, to be gay or any, or any LGBT now. We're getting better all the time as well. Talk to me about your shows, Shane. What level of advanced uh, preparation do you do? Do you have kind of like a, a set of tools in your arsenal of tools that you can kind of can apply as necessary? Or how kind of impactful is the kind of the audience on the night uh, in terms of leading your set? I'm always interested, you know, can kind of comedy be planned or staged or is it kind of down to a level of spontaneity? It's both, yeah. I, I absolutely love having crack with the audience. Like the the one I did, the last time I did a show in Kilkenny was I did the Kilkenny Comedy Club last summer. And I went out and I think... With I our own Shane O'Keefe. Uh, was it Shane O'Keefe and Keane McGarrigal, those lads in there. Yeah, in that's the, them. The whole real club, yeah. Um, but it's actually it's a really fun club. Actually, they they run once a month in there in the home row club. But this, I went out. I don't know what it is in Kilkenny. Maybe it's because a cat laugh happens and people are kind of they see comedy a couple times in the year or whatever big shows. But the Kilkenny people are always mad up for it and up for the crack and up for chatting. Like I mean, sometimes you'll do. I'd be gigging in Dublin night during the week in various pubs and clubs and stuff. And people, you ask people the audience questions, you wouldn't really get much answers, not much to go on. But in Kilkenny, everybody's really up for it and having the crack. And they enjoy each other's jokes as much as they enjoy the comedian's jokes. I don't know what that is about the culture down there. I don't know what you have going there. What's We're the mad for the crack down here. Is that what it is? I was like, maybe it's Smithicks. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> that helps. Um, but it's something. But it's always up with the crack. So I, I love both. I love, you know, I work on my jokes. I write my sets or whatever. But I, I you have to be open uh, to, to whatever's going to happen on the night. And a bit of spontaneity is better. And an audience always knows the difference. When they, If you do something that's off the cuff, they always know. And they appreciate that more. So they always know. I don't know how that how that works what the science is there but they always feel it and it's always more fun I think when there's a bit of uh, off, the, off the top of the top of the dome crack I think that's what's good Absolutely well listen um, people can get tickets uh, for Vicar Street it's on Friday the 1st of March they can get it from AikenPromotions.com uh, maybe well, before don't mind, don't mind Vicar Street I'll be coming to the Watergate Theatre Kilkenny Oh my the God Yes, that's this is a just announced exclusive for the show here. So I'm coming to the Watergate Theatre in Kenny on the fifth of May doing the full show, and I'm really looking forward to that. Oh well, listen, you'll have to come back on with us here on the Saturday. What day of the week is that? Maybe you might come in live. Um, on the what day of the week is the sixth of May? We'll have to check that. The fifth, I think it might be a Friday. I don't know. Look, I'll come in anyway. I'd love to come in, and I'll be having um, Killian Sunderman, who people might know as well from his sketches online and stuff. He'll be doing the support act as well. So there's a double act, a bit of a double act going on. So if you like him, come and see me. Check, check it absolutely, and vice versa. Come here till I tell you. Sign posters to any uh, social media or websites, Shane. Sign posters. Oh yeah. So I'm on Instagram and I'm all the rest of them. And on Shane Dan Burns. So Shane Dan Burns, B-Y-O-N-E. Lovely. Well, listen, lovely to chat with you this morning, Shane. And uh, best of luck with all of your endeavours. And yeah, we look forward to getting you into studio here to give uh, plenty of crack to the listeners here from Carlo and Kilkenny. Thanks so much. I'll see you.
I'll see you in May. Thanks Please a lot. Please, God. Nice to talk to you. Shane Daniel Byrne there telling us about his upcoming show. That brings me to the end of my show this morning. Anne Walsh from Burris is the winner of our tickets to go and see Declan Nurney and Jimmy Buckley tonight. Thank you for all of the entrance uh, to our competition. Thank you to Anne who has sent me Valentine's wishes for Wednesday. And Anne, especially for you, I have... Mwah! And best wishes to Richie, a lovely guy um, um, from Avis Callan's support. And that's um, uh, from Joan. So thanks as well. That's Richie, Ho- Richie um, Power, who's Grand Marshal for the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Eddie Hughes is up next with the Saturday brunch. He's poised and ready. He's like a fella to take on the world. Uh, Robbie and Shane will be here with the sport after two. Not before we take an ad break and news with David Abbott. And I say Mila Buikas to my wonderful producer, Ashling MacDonald. I'll be back with you next Saturday morning, the Cunha of Day. Until then, God bless. 